Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Vikings Vent Line. It returns here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. What's up, guys? Declan Goff here. Back from vacation from a week ago, so Vent Line does make its uh, its return here this evening. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're going to have Cooper and Eric on our screen. We're going to talk some Vikings. We're going to talk Mackenzie Alexander being back. We're going to maybe talk some NFL draft stuff as well. Um, if you want to be involved in the show on a future Sunday, please send me an email. It's right there on the bottom of the screen at vikingsventline at gmail.com. We have a guest. Uh, we have a lot of guests already in queue, but if you guys want to get on the show for a future date, Please send an email down there. I'll bookmark it, and I'll reach out to you once uh, spots start to open up uh, throughout the week. So, again, Vikings Line. thanks for hitting that subscribe button. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and on YouTube. We have our second channel, youtube.com slash scorenorthmn, where you can find all-encompassing stuff uh, on the Minnesota sports scene as well. But without further ado, let's bring on our two guests here to talk some Vikings Line. This is Cooper. Cooper is live from his dorm in UMD, Go Bulldogs. Eric's, uh, Eric, you're down in Alabama. Is that where you are? Yes, sir. All right. So we got a couple guys in Minnesota. Eric's down in Alabama. Roll, do you roll tide? I do. Do I think roll tide is like one of the best sayings of all time. I'm not even a college football fan or like an Alabama fan, but I say roll tide all the time. It is just like a great epic little saying, and I don't know why. It's easy. Yes, it's not bad at all. All right, boys, let's uh, let's start off with this first question. So Mackenzie Alexander uh, is back with the Minnesota Vikings. He signed a one-year deal after going to Cincinnati last year. He's now back again this year. We'll start with Cooper. Cooper, what do you make of Mackenzie Alexander coming in here? And, and are the Vikings now done adding on defense after, you know, it seems like they've spent the entire free agency looking to bulk up that spot? Sure. Done adding on defense, maybe not, but done adding for the secondary, at least the cornerbacks for sure, you'd think. They've got Gladney and Peterson to start on the outside, and I'd think Alexander to start on the nickel, and then, uh, or no, Dantzler and Peterson start on the outside, and then Gladney as the fourth guy, you know. Then they can draft or add some like very smaller free agents to kind of slide in the fifth area and stuff, but it's a solid signing. You know, he's here for, what, the veteran minimum with signing bonus, so nothing crazy, and it's just a good veteran signing to kind of backup Peterson because I know you guys have talked a lot about how the Vikings just had no veteran presence last year and now they brought in both Peterson and Alexander skill level a bit different although we don't know how Peterson's going to perform but yeah I mean I like the signing it's hard to not like it there's nothing to there's really no downside to it I guess for sure yeah I'm I'm a big proponent of there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract and someone too like uh like 
Mackenzie Alexander, who has been here before, knows the system. And yeah, he left for one year. He comes back in. I'm sure Mike Zimmer had a lot of influence on that. So yeah, I think it's a good signing too. Eric, where do you fall on it? Do you like Mackenzie Alexander uh, being back in purple for next season? Yeah, I didn't have any problem with it. Um, I think Zimmer learned last year after, you know, you let Xavier Rhodes go, you let Trey Waynes go, um, you let Mackenzie Alexander go, you know, uh, and counting on rookies, particularly, uh, it was it was a it was a tough road. Um, it, it for me, I think it's more more than anything. It's a depth signing, um, as as Cooper said. You know, you're bringing Peterson um, as one of your outside cornerbacks. Dancer's probably going to be the other one. Um, yeah, I, I, you, you, you know, I, it's not a big deal. It's for not, sure. It's, it's, yeah, yeah I, I think he, I think mostly he's he's someone too that Zimmer has a lot of trust in, and and Zimmer obviously has a lot of influence. I think so. If him and Spielman have kind of worked hand in hand here in the early parts of free agency, judging by the fact they haven't done anything on the offensive line yet, they haven't signed any other wide receiver depth. It seems all the focus was to keep that defense or at least get it back to being above league average. Because last year, I mean, I didn't think the Vikings defense would hit that kind of a wall, but I mean, it was awful. And, and Mike Zimmer's a defensive coach. So, I, and I think what's also interesting about Mackenzie Alexander coming back is, is this also insurance for Mike Hughes, who's coming off another significant neck injury. And I mean, first round pick. Yeah. It's, it's obviously looking to a bus more of an injury bus necessarily than a, than an underperforming bust. But I think also it's, I think it speaks volumes that Mike Hughes either might not be a hundred percent or honestly his football career could be done pretty soon too. So I think Mackenzie Alexander coming in, coming back to Mike Zimmer's defense, he's comfortable here. I think it's going to be a, a pretty good signing as well. Let's transition to this next topic here. And with the Vikings obviously doing a lot on defense so far, I think with that first round pick at 14 overall, you're probably now looking at maybe best player available on offense. You might looking be looking for an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. So Cooper, where do you fall? Do you, do you think the Vikings could draft a defensive end? Would they go another skill position player? Where, where do you want the Vikings? What do you want the Vikings to do with that first overall uh, first round pick? I think ultimately it has to go line. But if I had to pick, just because they don't have anyone there, but if I had to pick between D end and wide receiver. If any of the top four pass catchers, uh, Smith, Waddle, Chase, Pitts, especially, uh, then I think you got to take them. That just best player available it impacts the team immediately. We saw Jefferson last year; it just elevates your offense to a whole new mm-hmm. level. But if not, if all four of them are gone, which is a very likely possibility, then you know you got Rousseau, Pay, Jalen Phillips, or they're all there. Or you'll at least probably have two of them sitting there. So you should have your choice of D end and. Zimmer loves the end. I mean, even if you uh, maybe not trade back a few spots, you probably can't get any of those seven players I listed, but I I would take wide receiver if any of those four were available. Sorry, Rashad Bateman. I mean, okay. go for fans and all, but he's not on the same level, I guess, as the DNs and the wide receivers. Dude, I, I think Rashad Bateman's going to probably fall towards that end of that first round. And if yeah. he goes like Kansas City and just gets the ball out with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, my God, you know, like that, 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 that's going to be fun. Or in Green Bay, which would <laughs> be oh, terrible. My, and that's what uh, they should have done last year in taking a right. wide receiver. So I could see that as well. That'd be more salt on the wound than him going to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers throwing him touchdown passes. I get that. But yeah, how the board shakes out, because it, it's obviously looking like they're going to have three or four quarterbacks start right off the draft. I mean, with San yeah. Francisco now trading up, I think it's pretty obvious they're looking at Justin Fields and obviously Trevor Lawrence and, and Zach Wilson are probably going to go one and two respectively as well. It's going to be interesting how that board shakes out. because So many teams are going to go quarterback heavy in those first few picks that, yeah, they could trade down. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Do you think the Vikings will end up taking a, an offensive player in the first round 14 overall, or, or could they also still beef up more on defense? Well, yeah, uh, 
remember this is Rick Spielman that's making these draft picks, so you're assuming they're going to stay at 14 overall. Um, <laughs> assuming they do, I would, I would, I would guess that an, that an offensive lineman um, is probably the choice. I can't see them taking a, a wide receiver. Um, number one, if you look at the way that they've been running their offense historically. Uh, they run a lot of two wide receiver sets. Very seldom do they actually run three wide receivers out there. Um, part of that might have had to do with personnel. I don't think so because even when they had, you know, Diggs and Thielen, um, you know, Kyle Rudolph is your third your third wide receiver out there. And, you know, Kyle Rudolph is about as fast as a cheetah with three legs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, so it's, 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 it's just not something that's been a priority that, for them, uh, additionally, I think the emergence of Irv Smith um, probably makes it even less of a priority. Um, and and then you know you look at it, the Vikings are picking 14th. Uh, after the four, you know you got probably four quarterbacks, maybe five if Mac Jones somehow sneaks in there. Um, as as Cooper mentioned, you got what four wide receivers if you count Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver that are probably going to go before the Vikings uh, get a chance to pick. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't see wide receiver being, being really an option for them. Rashad Bateman at 14 is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would guess O-line, but they're probably also going to have their pick of, of, of a, a number of defensive positions as far as who they consider the best player on the board is, um, Michael Parsons is going to be there. I don't know that that's exactly a need pick for them right now. Um, but Anthony Barr's contract, now that they restructured it, his contract is up at the end of next year. So Michael Parsons could be there. I personally, I'm I'm a huge Quiddy Pay guy. Um, I think Quiddy Pay just looks like a Mike Zimmer guy to me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, again offensive line is, is, is probably the biggest need that they're looking at right there. I'm not sure who's going to be available. I can't see them, them going guard necessarily like i i've seen a lot of mock drafts have them picking what uh elijah vera tucker out of usc that seems a little high for a guard me mm-hmm. personally but i would expect them to trade back if they you know if if, if that's the route they go if they stay I, I i think defensive end is probably the probably the the route that they go yeah personally. i, I... I think too, with just all the defensive signings, it's just it, it's looking like because if you're not going to sign a lineman, if you're not going to if you're not going to do that and wait till the draft, then okay, that's fine. Veritaco could be there. I'm with you. Drafting a guard at 14 just seems like really unnecessary. If you can trade back and maybe you know you recoup a second round pick, okay, you know maybe we can talk about adding a guard in the in the second round. But it, it is, I think it'd be a huge reach. I mean, Garrett Bradbury is turning. I think he's leaning more towards bust territory too. He was a center that was they, they, that was not the best player available. That was a position of need that they needed to address, and it was not a very good pick, obviously. So, Eric, let me put you back on the spot for just a little bit. What do you think of Mac Jones? I mean, I, I've seen mocks that have him at the end of the first round. I've seen teams that he could be even in the top five. I mean, have you watched a lot of them? What do you think of Mac Jones? I've watched uh, a, a ton of Mac Jones. Um, Mac Jones is going to have a very long career as a backup quarterback in the NFL. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't see him as being much more than that. Um, everybody thought Tua Tonga Vailoa was going to be, you know, some great quarterback coming out coming out of Alabama too. And look what he did with Miami. You know, he got benched half the time for uh, Fitzmagic. Um, 
it, it's it's real easy as a quarterback, especially in college, to look good when you have the kind of weapons that that Alabama's, you know, traditionally or here in the past few years have have had. You you look at you know Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith this past year. Um, It, it it was easy for Mac Jones to look good. I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I I don't necessarily think that uh, that he's worth a top ten pick. Yeah, he he seems, uh, and this is you, you could probably speak on it better than I could. But you know, Alabama just seems to always have really good system quarterbacks. You plug and play them in there, and like you said, the weapons are really good. The coaching's very very good. It be kind of it can be sometimes deceiving. I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy, but even the, I mean, the jury's out on him on him being a franchise quarterback still with Philadelphia. You know, like he's just a freak athlete in my opinion. He was more athletic. And what they traditionally do, and I don't know where, what 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 Philadelphia will end up doing with him, but it's it is interesting. I don't know where he's going to go with in Mac Jones. Is he the end of the first round? Is he top? It is going to be really re- interesting. We'll uh, transition this next topic here. Uh, I think I saw who was it was Davis Mills, the Stanford quarterback. We talked about this on Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd uh, earlier this week. Davis Jones, which is a very pretentious name, by the way, uh, Stanford quarterback, a guy who could be a day three pick. Daniel Jeremiah, who's a friend of our show and has been on Purple Daily before, he mocked uh, Davis Mills to the Vikings on a day as a day three target. Not necessarily – he was he didn't specify which round, but he thought he could be a day three target for them. Uh, Cooper, what do you think? Should the Vikings take a chance on a quarterback like in the fourth or fifth round, or are, are you okay with the Sean Mannions and the UDFAs of the world and like Jake Browning? What do you think they should do in the day three of the draft? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Like, you know, I'm a big Sean Mannion guy, but it's, it'd be a lot of fun to bring, bring in a young guy. So I don't know, because do we trust the current coaching in front uh, front office to kind of handle a young QB the right way? We've kind of said a ton, a lot, like Zimmer with Cousins just doesn't work out. Like, what if we give him a 21-year-old or whatever? Will that go any better? Like, I don't know. I, what I, wanna, I want the Vikings to develop a quarterback – when everyone's kind of reset, when Zimmer, Cousins, Spielman are kind of gone, then I think is the better time to take your shot at a young quarterback. Right now, I guess it, you can. I don't expect him to ever start, but right, stick with a fine backup. I guess it's not like you know, if you're if you end up relying on this guy to play in within the next one two years, you're going you know three and thirteen or something anyway. So I don't know. It doesn't matter much, but with the current uh, coaching and front office in place, I would rather they just go get a veteran. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious, and I think it's worth taking a, a, a chance in the fourth or fifth round. You could, you, you've seen it happen before. Dak Prescott was a late-round yeah. pick. And also, I mean, when, when you get a first-round, when you get a rookie quarterback who's not even on the first round, I know you get you don't get the fifth-year option there, but, I mean, they're making 800 k I mean, you can really fill out your roster by doing that. So sure. I, I think it's worth it. You know, Kirk Cousins is obviously the quarterback of this team going forward. I think we all know that. We can criticize if he's the right guy, but, I mean, I'd be sh- it, would, it would take an injury, and Kirk, I'll, I'll give him credit for he, this. I mean, he, he is an Iron Man. The dude doesn't get hurt, and he's taken some punishment um, under center as the Vikings QB. So I think you, you have one there. If there's one at Davis Mills or someone there in the fourth or fifth round that you really want to get after and maybe develop after Kirk Cousins or if Kirk gets hurt, you, have a, you feel more comfortable about your position there because obviously Sean Mann can only do so much. I, I could see them honestly doing it. What do you think, Eric? Are, are, do you think the Vikings could uh, possibly take a quarterback on day three of the draft? Could they? Sure. Um, should they? Probably not. Um, quarterback is a, is, a, is a really tricky position when it when it comes to uh, drafting, especially. Um, 
I, I'm not sure that I would, and I don't use these words these words lightly. I'm not sure that I would waste a draft pick on a quarterback after the first round. Uh, you look at the success rate of quarterbacks. Um, I think who was it? It was your very own Phil Mackey tweeted this not so long ago. Yeah. Um, the chances of a quarterback becoming good by round, what is it? I think it was like 45% yeah. first round picks, 23% second round picks, 19% third round picks, and then it's like 6% for everybody mm-hmm. else, right? So you have a 6% chance of that pick becoming good. Now, I, that's not even like Kirk Cousins, okay? That's just a good, okay, you know, quarterback. Whereas, you know, the the Vikings are a seven and nine football team. There are a lot of holes to fill. There's there, there's a lot of talent um, that they could be drafting. For me, it's you know, you're talking about drafting a quarterback in the fourth round. You know, that that's that's a throwaway pick. That's mm-hmm. let somebody else pick them and then pick them up as a free agent later on. Yeah. Why why waste a draft pick? You could be, potentially be drafting your next guard in the fourth round. Or you can draft a quarterback that's never going to touch the field. Right. Yeah. I, I I don't know what the exact pick by pick is. I know the I know the Vikings have ten picks. I believe after that they made the trade obviously earlier this week to get the guard from Arizona. So I mean, yeah, it, it, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily a throwaway pick. However, if you have more positions of need like offensive guard, and, and if, it's probably more likely that a guard drafted in the fourth round can help your football team immediately than obviously taking a backup quarterback will. I mean, a backup quarterback's just going to sit there behind Kirk, but he's really going to only come in barring a big injury to Kirk Cousins. So I hear you there, Eric. I think it's a good point. Um, I, I would just I would be intrigued by it just because, number one, it would start a quarterback talk because we always love talking about quarterbacks. And Kirk has always just got off these like super slow starts. I mean, the last all three years with the Vikings, he's gotten off to really poor starts to the season, and then he's rebounded nicely. I'll give him credit there. He's rebounded nicely after those poor starts. But that one and five start, a lot of that fell right on Kirk's shoulders. And I'm not going to say that it'd be easier to say, okay, if that happens again, now can we start the rookie quarterback? You're probably not going to do that. But I think it does put some pressure on him to compete well right away because he hasn't been able to do that before. So it is curious, man. I'm curious what they ended up doing in the draft. It is it is going to be something to watch here. Um, is there anything that you guys have looked at in free agency or draft yet that you just really want the Vikings to address before the draft? Is there a free agent target that's out there? I'll start with you, Cooper. Um, is there, is there someone out there that you really want the Vikings to go after and get? I mean, it started with O-line way back then, but at this point it's like, we're looking at a guy like Forrest Lamp and going, he's the guy we want when he gets just, he's not, he's nothing special. He traded for, what was his name? The Cardinals, yeah, the, the Cardinals guy. Out, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if he's the Cardinals oh, guy, uh, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would put that at twenty five percent. That that's their solution, which is just rough. So it started with O line, same guys you were discussing, the Toonies of the world. But as of now, no, free, free agency's really thinned out. Uh, yeah, drafts. Not, I'm, I'm a big Quitty Pay guy as well, but I would, I know it's extremely unlikely, but a guy like, I mean, uh, Waddle or Pitts would just. Be so much fun, but it's not happening. Oh, so I can yeah. only dream. I know. It, it, honestly, the the Vikings' offensive weapons are the thing I'm most confident about. We did that on yeah. Friday's edition of Purple Daily. Like, I mean, you have Jefferson, Thielen, Herb Smith, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Conklin. Kind of came on a little bit even last year too, and showed some athletic ability. Like the the weapons are there. It's, it's yeah, it's my guy Chad <laughs> Beebe. My God, um, don't even get me started. But but yeah, you can you can find 
you could also still add to that party and, and get someone yeah. who could be also just a dynamic option uh, on there as well. Eric, what do you think? Is there any other target you were looking at in free agency that either, man, I wish the Vikings would have went after, or is there still someone out there that you'd like to see them get? What do you think? Well, at this point in time, I don't think there's anybody out there that's going to really um, make waves on uh, on the team. Uh, I would love to see an Orlando uh, Orlando Brown trade. Me personally, um, I think that would that would make a huge difference. It would take left tackle off of the board. You don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what it would take to get him. Um, if you had to throw your first round pick in there, that might be a little rich for my blood personally. But um, other uh, other other than offensive line, I don't I don't see anybody out there that uh, that really interests me all that much. You guys keep talking about like going wide receiver. It, does does a, a third wide receiver really warrant a first round pick? It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, do, I, do you know I, what I'm saying? Like like we yeah, just drafted right, Jefferson sure. last year. That you're you're gonna let. Zimmer's going to come back around and pick another wide receiver two years in a row. <laughs> I know it's not happening, but it, it, it would be crazy fun. fun if Jalen Waddles <laughs> there. And yeah, like I mean, my God, you had like you you restart three deep again. I mean, it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, you you could. I just don't see. Zimmer I don't see it happening at all. Happen yeah, right. Yeah, I think I think it's more likely that they go and then you, either you look, you look at or there. Go ahead. Yeah. Absolutely, they're they're you know going going in the trenches is just something that Zim looks like he's going to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of where, where it's going to fall. I mean, yeah, the big moves are probably done. You know, the the bulk of the top, the top free agents are now signed. Do you want to make a trade for Orlando Brown Jr.? I think that's going to be interesting to see how you want to go about that. But I mean, now we're now we're in more mock draft season. We're trying to figure out what the Vikings should do. So. Be sure to subscribe to Purple Daily, and we're going to be having, obviously, a lot of these conversations over the next few weeks, and the, I believe the draft is about a little over a month away from now. So uh, mock draft season never sleeps, man. It's like one of the most interesting times in the world to me. Like You just have all these people who just grind football tape and and mock players all over the place. I love when trades are mocked. It, it is like one of the most hilarious things to me, but I, I have a lot of respect for it because I'm like I think it's insanely hilarious that people just like sit down and they just watch football tape on football tape. I love to talk about football. I don't have the brain or intellectual ability to even like figure out what the hell like I'm looking at there in good hand size or hip placement. Right. Those mock draft write ups are like one of my favorite things to do. They're absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Uh, boys, I told you before the show that I, or at the end of each Vikings bet line, I usually award a winner here and I give you kind of 60 seconds to claim your prize. I'm going to go with my guy, Cooper, here. Cooper, you brought the takes here. You're, you're live from your dorm room in UMD. So you get 60 seconds here to claim your prize as the winner of uh, this week's edition of Vikings Bent Line. Do I get options? Yeah. Oh, what now? You get you get you get sixty seconds to basically claim uh claim claim your take on what on what the Vikings want to do here. Like what what, oh. what, what, do you, what do you what what do you what do you want the Vikings to do? And and you won Vikings bent line, so give me one more big take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm about as anti Kirk as it comes. But I mean, it's, that's why I listen to your shows, man. It's easy. So <laughs> the Kirk. Not restructuring was very odd to me, but I guess it does open a door for in a few years, much easier to move on. So right now I'm just kind of riding the ship with the Vikings, not expecting too much, hoping for the best. But in four years, I expect the Vikings to take a leap. They're going to have a rookie quarterback, hopefully. Zimmer, I don't know if he's going to be around, but, you know, in four years, the Vikings are going to be great. But right now, I'm. it's like watching, uh, what was it, 20, 
the Case Keenum year, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. 17. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kirk was 2018. But yeah, uh, just kind of hope the defense is good enough and don't expect Mm -hmm. too much. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I, I'm with you. You got to eventually move on from Kirk. This is it. I mean, you're going to run it back. You're going to run this back one more time and see where it goes. I know he's still under contract again in 2022, but I mean, this is this is it. It's make or break, do or die time right now. And I'm, I'm curious to see and uh, curious to see how things go out. So, uh, Cooper, Eric, thank you so much for joining us on Vikings Vent Line. For everyone watching and hitting us up in the comments, thank you. I see you guys. If you want to be on a future show, email me at vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll get you in a queue, and if you haven't, please subscribe to our Purple Daily channel. Hit that subscribe button. We also have a second YouTube channel, Score North MN, where you can find takes on the Wolves and the Wild. We'll debut a new twin show starting tomorrow, so with spring training obviously wrapping up here, opening day about a week away. Uh, we will be starting some twins chatter, so if you want to hear some twins talk as well, uh, we'll be doing that with uh, Judd Zolgad, Bill Mackey, Jake DePew will also be joining us uh, to bring some twins takes, so please hit that subscribe. Find us on Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, boys, thanks again. And enjoy your Sunday evening. Skull Bikes.